going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Pick and Pop Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'm alongside Aldrin. And today's episode is called Dynasties. How was your week? Pretty good, man. Um, went out to eat yesterday, chilled with you and and friends, and you know, just been a the weeks. I feel like they just fly, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, I feel like ever since the 2000s, like, started, like, these, <laughs> the years just fly by, like, we're, my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're almost in 2023. Like, uh, it's just like, adulting, you know. It feels like 2022 just started. Exactly. It's just that adulting life when you're, you know, you're an adult and you just got mad things on your plate. Things yeah. fly. <laughs> yeah, I remember the simple days, just waking up, watching Doug all yeah. day. Like, well, that, all that was at night, but more like Doug and like the all simple schedule. Yeah, <laughs> the simple rocker. Um, was it Rocky's Modern Life? Rocco's Modern Rocko's, Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. Simpler times, no bills, nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. Same here. That's good. But uh, on a somber note, I want to say rest in peace to Bill Russell. Yeah, man. Uh, they announced that he passed away peacefully today. So um, I don't think they officially said the cause, but I'm assuming it's um, natural causes since they kind of just say it was peacefully. He meant a lot, especially to Celtic Nation. Um, yeah, even in black culture in general. In black like, culture, exactly. Um, you know, he stood up during the 60s and during the civil rights movement um, yeah. when Muhammad Ali uh, refused to go in the military and go in the army and go for the um, the Vietnam War, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he kind of stood by Ali's side and, you know, just really just gave him support in his decision. Um, so he did a lot for the black community over the years. Um, obviously, the ultimate winner, 11 championships. Yeah. Uh, you know, was a selfless teammate, too, like. He could have easily scored more points during his day, but absolutely, he, especially the way that post was open up like that. Yeah, but he just did whatever he had to do to make the team better, make his teammates better, and like win championships is you know what he, he did. just cared, man. And he played in a tough era too when racism was at an all time high, yeah, especially in Boston. Yeah, because he was winning championships and like he still there was a story of um some people had broken to his house when he was playing for the Celtics after he won a few championships for them and like defecated on his bed, like broke into his house and like yeah. take a dump on his bed. And and that was like it's in a state that he actually played in, so you can only imagine what he went through, like being on the road and stuff like that. He was always professional and even on and off the court and Oh, man, it stinks. 11-time NBA champ, um, you know, it it just stinks to hear news like that, you know? Yeah, one of the greatest ever, top 10 player of all time. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to uh, rest in peace of Bill Russell and uh, condolences to his family and the NBA community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're going to be talking about dynasty in the NBA, and since we just mentioned Bill Russell, you might as well talk about his Celtics dynasty. Uh, in the 60s, they won 11 championships during Bill Russell's career. Yeah, uh, they tore up the league. Tore up the league. It was uh, him, John Havlicek, Bob Cousy. Cousy yeah. uh, Red Auerbach was the coach during that time period. Uh, and they had, I believe, eight Hall of Famers on their team. Uh, you know, you had guys like Tommy Heinsohn. Uh, was on the team as well, a legendary Celtics player and uh, announce announcement uh, announcer. Yeah, 
Uh, Tommy was um, famous. Don Nelson was on that team too. Don Nelson was on that team. Yeah. yeah. And it was a lot of like people that we know that went on to have like legendary uh, NBA careers and front offices and, um, you know, coaching. Uh, and also Bill Russell was also a coach during that time period towards the late. Uh, he was the first player coach, really first and only player coach in NBA history. Yeah. Um, I believe he was the first black head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Also, um, you know, they, the NBA was a different league back then. It was only really around throughout his career. I, I believe there was only around eight to 14 teams in the, in the league during that time period. There was no free agency. So drafting was extremely important and they drafted really well. Um, you know, one of the reasons why Bill, I'm not, not Bill, Will Chamberlain, you know, when people kind of put them together, People usually try to lend and say like Bill Russell is better than Wilt because of you know their head-to-head matchups. You know Bill always won, but he had the better team. Bill always had the better team, right. and yeah, Bill was the first black head coach. Yeah, so he was. He was. Yeah, so it was not like a situation where the Celtics had to worry about losing uh, Havlicek or Bill Russell to do the free agency or going somewhere else to get some more money. Cause that wasn't a thing. So if you drafted well, like, you know, the team was intact. So yeah. that was also why they were able, that's why you'll never ever see something like that again, where a team just like dominates and wins like 11 championships throughout like a 12, 13 year span. Like that's not going to happen just due to free agency and guys, just leaving every couple of years, especially these days, you'll never see that again. Um, that was the first dynasty in like NBA history. Yeah, that I do. I feel like the comp was a little down at the time. Yeah, the, the NBA Think was about in it. its infant stages. Yeah, um, you know, you had your first kind of crop of superstars like obviously like bill bob Cousy, uh jerry west yeah uh wilt obviously um you had elgin oscar. baylor uh oscar robinson kareem. Um, kareem came a little after right? yeah he came in like i think the late 60s uh kareem dominated like the 70s i was like yeah you know, when he was the best player in the league um but he kind of came in at uh, the tail end i believe when bill retired so he had some head-to-head matchups with wilt um, and, you know, uh, people just kind of do their research online. Wilt and uh, Kareem actually had, a, like, a lot of beef. Like, they had spoke about each other in each other's books and stuff like that. They were beefing. Kind of like, it was kind of like a passing of the torch thing. Like, Wilt was the best in the league. And then yeah. Kareem comes along and he kind of takes that spot. So, it was like kind of like uh, Wilt not really wanting to give up his spot as the top dog in the league. And Kareem coming up and being like, no, nah, it's my league now type of thing. And then Bill was good friends with Kareem. He um he was always around him. He he was kind of like it was like bad cop good cop. It yeah. was like Kareem was like the wild the wild guy, um very skilled. Everybody loved him. Had all the women and then Bill was kind of like I mean Will. Yeah, yeah, Will had all that. And then Bill was kind of like the the quiet guy, the yeah. the the hero. He was kind of like civil rights activist. Civil rights activist. He cared more. He he was humble. I I would say Bill was very humble, more very humble, humble than Will. Um, yeah. and it just goes to show you that um, how you know how players 
could be. It just goes to show you, like, because look at Bill and those Celtics. Like, Bill could have did more. He could have. He could have just said, "You know what? Give me the ball in every possession." Yeah, easily. He like, really could have did, that. and he was an undersized center. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, six he, nine. Yeah, he could have easily averaged thirty a game if he wanted to. Yeah, but exactly. He just got like his fifteen, twenty something boards a game, twenty two boards a game. Yeah. Um, you know, defended one of the greatest defenders of all time. Uh, if they actually kept block like record of blocks back then i'm sure him and wilt would have had the record for most blocks in nba history yeah it's unfortunate they they recorded that late in in nba because like like you said earlier the nba was at its infant stage yeah very infant um it had progressed from the 50s obviously yeah uh, so that was when a lot of rule changes came in where they added like goaltending and stuff like that and, and obviously as generations went on guys got more skilled and and, and better because if you look at video of, or like they actually have games on full games on youtube from like the 60s and like you just look at the way guys dribble the rock and all that like it's definitely was in its infant stages uh rules were different there was no three-point line also yeah um so it kind of makes you appreciate kareem like i know lebron's gonna pass up his record uh at some point this year but he did that the most points in nba history without a three-point shot yeah i think kareem hit like two in his whole career yeah like one or two like yeah he didn't have to do that to be dominant yeah so and it's Compared to now, fast forward to now, teams are just chucking them up. Yeah, everybody's shooting threes. Even people that can't shoot threes are shooting threes. <laughs> For real. <laughs> That's what the NBA has become. I know the guys are more skilled. Um, we can't take that away from them, but the three-point shooting is just out of control right now. Yeah, like I don't mind it if you have the open shot Yeah, and stuff, but to just come up on a fast break and just pull up from three or just like shooting contested threes, like... It's there was really a coach weird. that benched somebody for doing that. Oh, Andrew Bynum. Remember Phil Jackson? Made <laughs> <laughs> he actually hit a 3-2, and Phil still benched him. Yeah. Because Phil was like, Phil was all about like, hey, Phil was all about galvanizing the troops. So if you went around, if you went over his coaching, he's going to sit you. Yeah, yeah. He don't care if you made it. And Bynum didn't last long in the league. His peak was very short. Yeah, injuries. Injuries for sure. Um, but yeah, that was the the Celtics dynasty. The um, we didn't really have another dynasty in the NBA until the eighties. After that, with uh, well, first to start off with the sh- well, we can keep it with the Celtics. With Bird yeah, with Bird, Bird, that was a dynasty. Another bunch of crop of Hall of Famers. Bird, yeah, Ainge, Ainge, not Ainge. Ainge um, is not a Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't no. know. I'd have to look that up. But I don't I, think I, he I'd is. Be, I'd be shocked. Um, but obviously, McHale. McHale, uh, yeah, the Chief. Um, Robert Parrish Robert deserves Parrish. that. Um, who else was on that team? You had um, Nate Archibald was on the first uh, team that won the championship, the yeah. first Celtics team. But then he got replaced with um, Joe Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. Yeah. Um, you know they had they had, and that was crazy because Mikhail actually started coming off the bench at first early in his career. They had Cornbread Maxwell. Mm-hmm. They had a deep roster, lots of Hall of Famers. Bird was like that first like, well I don't want to say first white superstar because you had Jerry West and and you know stuff back in the days, but like and George Mikan and stuff like that. But like yeah. as far as like 
He's probably the last, era. yeah, for that era. He's probably the last like American-born white superstar. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree because Dirk. When you think of like Dirk, he's and European. Lucas European. European. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Chris Mullen was never. He was an all-star, but he wasn't a superstar. Um, Blake Griffin is mixed, so he's not. He's not that. So it's like, yeah, it was Bird. He was. He was one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. Yeah, he um he could back it up with his game, obviously. You know who was underrated on that squad? Robert Parrish. Yeah, Robert Parrish. He, he used to give Yeah, he used 18, to give Kareem 18, problems too. Yeah. People don't talk about him. He was a 18 10, 20 and 10 type of guy, uh good enforcer, rim protector. The chief. They they call him the chief for a reason. Yeah, and then, there's like a rumor going around. That he he's uh, he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of that, but it might be. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, uh, Mikhail. Uh, I don't know how true that is. Mikhail doesn't get a lot of love too. He was yeah. he has one of the best. Like outside of uh, Hakeem, he probably has like one of the best footwork as far as big men. Yeah, like, he ever. does. Um, in the post, he was just Deadly. dominant. Yeah, dominant. Like one of the best post players the game has ever seen. Uh, you know, he had a season where he was coming off the bench and getting 26 a game, uh, eventually became a starter. Um, and they had like, like a stacked team and Bird pretty much, once he got to the Celtics, he pretty much turned their franchise around because they were pretty decent in the seventies after, um, Bill Russell retired, but then the late seventies, they kind of just were trash. And then yeah, Bird came and they instantly won, I believe like 50 or 60 games his first season. Um, and then he just took the league by storm. Obviously magic, you know, he had his rivalry with magic and magic won his championship, his rookie year. And that kind of fueled bird. Um, and they came back and won it, uh, later. And then, you know, they had their head to head battles with the Lakers in the eighties. The eighties was just pretty much dominated by the Celtics and then Lakers too, the greatest dynasties ever. Yeah. The, the Celtics were the original big three. Yeah. We yeah. hear big three. People think of Kevin Garnett, uh, Rondo, not Rondo, um, Paul Pierce and Garnett. Yeah. yeah Ray Allen. Yeah. Ray Allen. Yeah. Um, didn't think of that, but it's, it's really these guys, Parrish, McKillen, Bird. Yeah, pretty much. I was, I was like the original uh, Boston. And they, that that Celtics team, they weren't afraid of anybody. Like I seen Parrish like hit somebody. I seen Bird just smack Irving. Yeah. Um, Julius Irving, like right in the head. Like they didn't care. Yeah, man. They went up against a lot of talented teams too. They did, yeah. you know. They obviously had their battles with the Lakers. Uh, they had a young Michael, up and coming Michael Jordan. They had the Bad Boys Pistons. Yeah. Um, you know, they had Philly with Moses Malone and Dr. J. Um, who else was out there in that era? Um, I'm trying to think. The Houston Rockets had a twin tower with Hakeem and Ralph Sampson. Yeah, that was uh, tough for them. After they upset the Lakers, uh, the Celtics took them out in the finals and won a championship. Um, they they end up winning three championships during the the eighties, and um, it was unfortunate because Bird he you know he had injured his back, so uh, he wasn't really he kind of had a short prime. Not too short, not like a Gilbert Arenas type, but like... He wasn't the same. Yeah, he wasn't the same after he had injured his back. Uh, kind of just... He's the type of guy who, you know, he did a lot of housework for his mom uh, back in Indiana. And I believe he hurt his back just on a tractor or something like that. And uh, he just wasn't the same. 
um, just went through extreme back pain, and you know that kind of shortened their um, their dynasty and their run. I used to love his work ethics. They said he would come into the Boston Garden and just jog around the garden. Yeah, and he has some legendary stories from um, you know just trash talking uh, Dr. J and up punching him in his face and yeah. trying to breaking his cheekbone. Um, you know, he would give it to oh another team that they would kind of have battles with too is the Atlanta Hawks with Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, yeah Bird would torch them like. Yeah, Dominique. That's when Dominique would play his best though. Yeah, Dominique. It was that ball. rivalry. Yeah, but Bird would like. I think Torched he dropped the six them, yeah. sixty on them. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, to the point where like the Hawks bench was cheering him on, and the coach ended up finding the Hawks players. <laughs> 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 yeah, they had to even give it up to him. And Bird actually, he took offense if like white players were guarding him. Yeah, he, he didn't like, like that. <laughs> He was just an assassin, so they're they're definitely one of the best dynasties ever. And um, their rival, the Lakers, also you got to put them up there with Magic, obviously Magic and Kareem's Lakers, and they also were stacked with, um, you know, Magic, Kareem. Uh, you had James Worthy. Um, who else was on that roster? Um, Byron Scott was a pretty great shooter. He didn't shoot as many threes as the guys today, but he was a, a lethal shooter as well. Michael Cooper was a great two-way player, um, you know, and Magic was really the orchestrator of that Showtime's Lakers because his vision, he's obviously the greatest passer and greatest point guard that ever played the game. He would, like, if you were open, he'd find you, and sometimes he knew the guy would be open before that guy knew they'd be open. Magic um, just had an ego vision, bro. Yeah, he was like one of the pretty much maybe the first guy. I mean, I don't, maybe unless if um, Pistol Pete Maravich did it, but like he was really the first guys that are known for like that no look pass. Um, yeah, like he would kind of like look a defender off, just no look pass. The hee hee, <laughs> <laughs> the hee hee, that that thing that he would do. Yeah, he was flashy as hell too. Flashy, like he didn't care. He was made for the Lakers. Like, if he had played in any other, like, a Milwaukee or anything yeah, like that. It would be weird. Yeah he, de- yeah. he belonged in, like, a New York or, like, L.A. I seen a pass that Magic did. He, like, got into the post, and he literally put it right behind him, like, over his head, and, and dished it to Kareem, and Kareem yammed it. And I was just like, wow. He could have easily dunked it or laid it up himself, but it's just the extra. He liked to do the extra passes. Yeah to get everybody going yeah and it was because he came into a team that had um norman uh norm nixon. norm nixon yeah he was actually an all-star point guy and he came in and they were actually able to coexist in the backcourt yeah um you know before they got rid of him and you know he got replaced with by byron scott um but at that first championship team norm nixon was on there that backcourt of him and magic yeah. Um, and the Lakers also struggling in the 70s. They had traded for Kareem, yeah. um, but he needed more help. Like, Kareem actually won MVP one year, and the team missed the playoffs. But, like, yeah. that's how crazy he was playing. Yeah, Kareem was averaging, like, 30. <laughs> yeah, just killing it. But, like, he just didn't have the team around him. And, like like we said, Magic got there rookie year, wins a chip with them. Kareem gets hurt, uh, I believe, game five of the NBA Finals. Yeah. Breaks his ankle. Um, Magic game six in the plane. He asked his coach if he could. They said uh, he hurt his ankle, but I think he broke it. Yeah, probably. 
Cause I know I think it was sprain. Like it was sprain, but it looked broken to me. It was a bad sprain, yeah. And then um, Magic ended up playing center at yeah. game six, and he kind of <laughs> focused on scoring more. And you know, he took Philly out. That was I believe it was the year before they got um, Moses Malone. Yeah, because uh, you know the year the next year when they got Moses, that actually that was the difference in the finals. They were able to beat the Lakers. Yeah, um, but you know they they just thrown. Uh, Dr. J. And that was that another was, underrated guy then, too. Dr. That was another J. superstar. Uh, Moses. Moses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. should give those guys problems. Yeah. He was a beast. Um, and then, yeah, they, they that started out, kicked off their dynasty. They they won that. And they had their battles with the Lakers. I mean, with the Celtics. Yeah. Um, they had went up against the bad boy Pistons and uh, won a championship against them, too. Um, and that was kind of like a changing of the guard because it was obviously Kareem's team when Magic first got there, him being yeah. a rookie. But slowly but surely, he kind of took over the team as Kareem aged, which is which is normal, which is yeah. which is kind of what you want to see. Yeah, you don't see rookies like these this day and age. Like you really, it takes about like what four or five years before you even. It's know. different now. Yeah, because guys just come out of the college and like so quickly like we've been saying anthony edwards is going to take over the minnesota timberwoods wolves but there's just something that i'm st- he's still missing yeah it's to kind of take it to the next level yeah it's it's different now because you know you would see like magic won a championship his yeah. first year and like jordan averaged like 28 a game his rookie year but back then guys would stay in college like at least two or three years for the yeah. most part so they developed their game in college, so by the time they came to the league, they were NBA ready. Whereas guys now just they want to get to the league as quickly as possible to get to the money. So yep, and now it's going to be back to that. Yeah, and now guys, kids can come out of high school, so it's going to be even. You it's might have be to wait worse. like five, six years. There's going to be a lot of bust. A lot of bust. You might have to wait like five, six years now before you even know what you have in a play, yeah. which is kind of like what I don't like because it's like if I'm a team like. I would like to see the return of my investment like earlier than that. Yeah. But to have to wait. It's a process, yeah. You know what I mean? I got to wait like four or five, six years before I even know what you are. Like by that time, you're already due for your second contract. So it's like if he doesn't pan out, then it's like we already paid him. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you get rid of that? You got to hope like these college kids come in obviously right off the bat good or maybe two or three three max maybe kind of like how jermaine o'neill look at he came out of high school and then he got good yeah um you know i can go down the lot the list of people who who got like stephen jackson yeah well, no he, stephen jackson um, he didn't come out of high school no you're thinking about jr smith came out of high school obviously like kobe like t mac yeah like guys Garnett. like that it took time but they obviously Oh, Garnett's a great example. Yeah. He wasn't good right away. He was getting eight a game. Yeah, Kobe too. T Mac yeah. too. T Mac, yep. T Mac's a good um example. Yeah, he didn't become really a star until he came into the second team when yeah, he left Toronto. Exactly. You saw the potential in Toronto, but when he left, it was just like sky was the limit. Yeah, exactly. You don't see that nowadays. Nah, guys come out way too early. Um, I mean, now they also have the G League, so I think for at least for these high school kids, they should be kind of forced to go in the G League for like a, at least a year to develop their game before they come up. Like, if you don't want to go to college, then you got to spend at least a year in the G League. That's how they should do it. Yeah. Because cause there's going to be, a, like you said, a lot of busts in the next few years. 
Um, a lot of guys are going to be drafted on potential and then just aren't going to breach that. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the Showtime Lakers, like they won five wings, beating the Celtics, beating uh, the Pistons during that time period. Um, they had their they had kind of hic- some hiccups during on the road, like you know they had lost, like we said, to the Rockets with um, Twin Towers with Hakeem and Ralph Sampson. Um, that could have been a dynasty if had those guys that stayed healthy. Yeah, that could have been a dynasty. Ralph was super skilled. That's another guy. When you just think back, that's like, another guy that took over that. The, 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 he was great in that era too. Yeah, and they had two. That was really um. Coming into the '90s, I was kind of like the big man golden era. Like, yeah, you, know, you obviously had Shaq, you had David Robinson, you had Patrick Ewing, you had Matumbo, Elijah Wan, Elijah Wan, and even guys that weren't necessarily superstars, but they were still good, like the Rick Smiths. Yeah, um, Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning. You had a lot of like really Alonzo good guys. was a good twenty and ten guy, but that was good for that era. Yeah, he just wasn't like a superstar, but he was a really solid player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after the Lakers, you had obviously the Bulls dynasty. Like, you know, after the the Pistons were very close to becoming a dynasty. They had won two chips. They went to the finals three years in a row, won two chips. Yeah. Um, hadn't it been for, I believe, Isaiah had an ankle injury. That's what Yeah, that thing down. swelled up like a grapefruit. Yeah, and he still... You know, did his thing, kind of balled out, balled out yeah. in that series. Um, hadn't it been for that injury, we could have been talking about another dynasty in the yeah. Detroit Pistons. But that definitely would have. I think they would have made noise. They would have, and then, uh, but Michael Jordan was able to dethrone them and kind of just take over and start the newest dynasty. Where they had two separate three peats in the nineties, yeah. won six championships during that era. Uh, Michael coming in pretty much made the game global yeah everybody was his shoe shoe brand the shoe uh, brand the dream team the dream team yeah uh you know he had his battles in the 80s with just being a young up-and-coming player and being a young up-and-coming team going up against the celtics uh, he had dropped 63 yeah. on the celtics they still got swept because bird uh, called him jesus in uh badge <laughs> <laughs> bulls jersey or something because yeah. like yeah, hey, Remember 63, that? yeah, <laughs> 63 on them. Um, they got swept because obviously the, you know, the Celtics had a super team and he had a bunch of scrubs. With Remember that 2K game where you had to play, you had to drop 62 with Jordan? Six, yeah, yeah, that was the, 2K11. That's the yeah, best 2K. That was the best 2K, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, they're coming out with 2K23 with Jordan on the cover. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not getting that Booker one. I'm getting the Jordan one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm definitely getting that. But I'm hoping they have another kind of like make it like 2K11 where you kind of have to reenact Jordan's career. Yeah, that that'd be good. Concept. Yeah. Or just different eras and like. It'd be nice if you could, because now Barkley and Reggie is yeah, on the game. Be so it'd be nice if you have to do like Reggie's iconic game or Barkley's iconic games. I should be in every 2K, kind of just it pick a, a player and I kind of have to like go through their career. Like add like a story mode to it. Like. Yeah, give it like substance. That's why I've been kind of down on the 2Ks because they, they just haven't been the same. Even the one with LeBron on the cover, the 14, I yeah, like I that one because yeah. you got to make a decision on what team you wanted to be. Yeah, make actually, games like true. that because you actually got to pick because you didn't actually have to for the my player you didn't have to create a brand new player you could yeah. actually pick a, 
actual living like NBA player. Yeah. So you could pick Jordan to redo his career. Exactly. So that was kind of dope. But um, I don't know. It's just not the same. They need to kind of spice things up. That, those are that's what made me like the game decision making. Like that was a big thing when that happened with the big three, the Miami Heat. Yeah, now it's just my player, my team. That's really all you can do. Blacktop, like, I don't care for that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, just online play. Yeah. Yeah, um, back to Jordan. That was obviously his decade of reigning supreme. Yeah. Um, You know, they went up against the Lakers in their first championship, and that was, like, box office because, you know, the 80s was kind of magic being the top dog in the NBA, and Jordan was coming for that number one spot. Um, so they had beaten um, the Lakers in five yeah. games. That's when you knew it was over for yeah, Magic. The, yeah, Magic. I mean, obviously, he didn't even have Kareem anymore. I think, was it Vladi? Vladi Diva? Yeah. yeah, it was his center. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Vladi was good, but not nah, he wasn't Kareem. Yeah, and those actually, it was another, something that was added to the storyline was uh, Jordan won MVP that year, but Magic came in second. Yeah. In, in that. So you had the battle of the two top candidates for the MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, Jordan had a little bit of trouble guarding Magic and then uh when they put Pippen on Magic, that's when the series kinda turned and uh the Bulls were able to de- uh, beat the Lakers and they started off their dynasty there. They went up against the Portland Trailblazers next and beat them. Yeah. Uh, went up against Clyde Bart. was talking trash too. Clyde they had a good they had a good team with Cliff Robinson. Uh, yeah. That's an A lot of people yeah, people don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Solid role player. Um obviously Clyde Drexler. He was probably the second best two guard during that, that era. Yeah. I think uh, he was because when you think about the two guards It wasn't really that position wasn't stacked in the nineties. It wasn't. It, it was, was just Jordan and then you knew Clyde and then Reggie would you put, came after. Would you put Norm Nixon there? Nah. Nah, he was in the 80s. Um, you had, obviously, Reggie Miller. Reggie, yeah. Um, I think the late 90s is when it got better because then you started having, like, Ray Allen, Kobe, Kobe. AI, and stuff. But, like, the early 90s, it was very, like, it was not much there. I mean, Starks was an all-star game. So, like, yeah. <laughs> let you know, it, that position wasn't really stacked. Um, but then they went up against Barkley on a third championship. Um Barkley had actually won the MVP that year, um, and he kind of felt like he was the best player in the league, but kind of Jordan just put it on display that he definitely was the best player. <laughs> yeah, that made Barkley look second that yeah. year. They actually lost in uh, – they beat the – sorry, they beat the Phoenix Suns in six games. Barkley yeah. lost in six games. Um, so he kind of established things as Jordan being number one and Barkley being number two in the world at that time. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Jordan left um to play Be- baseball yeah and after his father was murdered and you know he had left and then you know he had a team that kind of snuck in with the rockets winning twice <laughs> um jordan came back that second championship that houston won but he wasn't he was kind of uh, rusty yeah. got eliminated by the orlando magics and they got they picked up um dennis rodman um, so Rodman came in and they went on their second three-peat. They went up against the Sonics. Sonics that yep. was their, probably the toughest matchup. Yeah. Gary Payton did a great job defending Jordan. That was um, the only final series that Jordan didn't average 30 points a game. People ask me to this day, what happened for the – somebody asked me the other day, like, because we were talking about – it's crazy that you bring this up. We were talking about the Sonics and why they couldn't – Go, why could they couldn't get over the hump? I just think it's because it was just Jordan. 
Yeah, I mean the coaching. I mean, they did the best that they could. I think Jordan was just better. I think what messed them up is Gary Payton wasn't guarding Jordan early in the series. Um, you could, actually, yeah, I guess you could throw that in. Because they went up three zero. Yeah, and then when they were down three zero, GP had been pleading the whole series like, "We're down three zero. Like, I right, just let me guard him. What's the worst that could happen? Like, let's try it." And then they won the next two games, and then yeah. they got closed out in six. So, if Gary Payne had been guarding Jordan from the start of the series, it could. I still would have picked the Bulls, but maybe it would have gone seven. Seven. I think it would have went seven. You know, uh, it could have been a different series. And Sean Kemp, uh, quite as Kemp played a really great series yeah he um, nobody could stop him now rodman couldn't do anything with him yeah um he honestly like he was fast he even played better than jordan that series honestly yeah he was he played the best throughout that entire series yeah people don't talk about that yeah they it's really crazy don't. people don't. kind of forgotten too yeah people do um, not talk about sean camp he's one of those guys that's never gonna really make it to the hall of fame nah but he was like a mar he was Amari and uh, Blake, he was that type of mold of player yeah. before they came in. He was the first prototype, uh, freakishly athletic, great dunker. Four, like, yeah. I just did a video on uh, social media about the most disrespectful dunks in NBA history and just that dunk he did on Alton Lister on yeah. the Warriors where he just like Jesus. rocked the cradle, yammed it on him and pointed at him on the ground. Like, yeah. That, that was like. Gary Payton and um, Sean Kemp, that pick and roll combo was that was nasty. People don't talk about that. And dude. he had a nice mid range too. Yeah, um, he was that first prototype of that. Not he wasn't just a rim running four. He also could shoot a little. So and he was a great scorer, like not just a rim running big. Um, you know, I lo- I loved Sean Kemp, but that was probably the toughest series. Um, for Jordan, for Jordan, and in the finals for sure. I mean, I'm not. I mean, in the finals, obviously, like the Bad Boy Pistons was tough, tougher because they had to kind of get over that hump. But in the finals, would you say Utah was tough? Um, not like the Sonics. Not as much as the Sonics. Um, you know, they had pushed them to six games, I believe, both times because they faced each other back to back years. But they didn't have enough to beat the um. To beat the Bulls, when you think about it, because yeah, it was just can It was just Stockton, Stockton and, and Malone, and, and, and Malone didn't even play that well. Uh, Greg Ostertag was trash. I <laughs> <laughs> do trash, and they had what Byron Russell. Yeah, um, he was a good defender. Good defender, a three and D guy, but that's it. It wasn't really. Jeff uh, Hornacek was just a three and D guy. Yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Uh, it, it just wasn't the same, and no, obviously that's might as well talk about them. Those are the next two teams that they had faced. Jordan hit that iconic um, mid-range J after he. Uh, people say it was a push, but I say he kind of shook Byron Russell out of his boots and <laughs> nah, had him touch the floor. That was legit. Yeah, hit the struck the post. The flu and, games. Yeah, the flu game, and all that. Um, you know, just that was uh, pretty much a, they dominated the nineties. Yeah, uh, and then Jordan retired, and then you had the start of a another dynasty, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, man, Tim um, Duncan. Tim Duncan. The Spurs actually tanked uh, the year that Duncan was coming into the draft. But to obviously, get him. yeah. Well, also because David Robinson was injured and out for the year. It just goes to show you that David meant a lot to that squad. Yeah, they were horrible when he wasn't there. Yeah, and then. 
they got Tim Duncan. They went, you know, a couple years. Um, they actually faced Jordan, not in the playoffs, but like his final year. And they had yeah. the, uh, the, South, I mean, the Bulls had beaten them in the regular season. Um, Spurs didn't make it to the finals that year in 98, but they made it 99 against the Knicks. Um, that was a Cinderella Knicks team. They were the eighth seed, made it all the way to the finals. Yeah. Um, but Duncan was just too much for them. And obviously, they didn't have Patrick Ewing. That would have helped also. Yeah, Duncan was too much. They He he would just get in the post and just dominate. Um, his mid-range was unstoppable on the block. Yeah, Camby, Kurt Thomas, they couldn't do They couldn't do with anything him. with him. Uh, who who else? We had that well, that white center. He was trash. Uh, Chris Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you know, he got. They couldn't him. do anything with they him. They couldn't do anything with Duncan. And Duncan was young and fresh. Yeah, he. I believe Duncan averaged like twenty seven a game that series. Uh, just yeah. dominated. I mean, Knicks made it a little interesting, winning one game yeah. after being down three zero. But that was that. The Spurs were just too good. Um, they were a unique dynasty in a sense that. They won five rings, but it was over a 16-year span. Like, usually um, other teams that win, you know, our dynasties is usually in a short stint with, like, a five- to ten-year run where they just win a lot of rings. Yeah. Theirs was – they were obviously very great for over 20-plus years making it to the playoffs, but they never won – back-to-back championships throughout their dynasty, which is very weird. Um, you know, they won that 99 championship. And then in the middle of their dynasty, you had a few other teams come in, like obviously the Lakers uh, with Shaq and Kobe. Phil yeah. Jackson went over there. Um, they had a three-peat. They were the they're the last team to win a three-peat and the, the, sec, the last team to do it since the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, that was really Shaq's, like, stamping himself as the best player in the league for a, sh- a three-year span. He his, definitely was. His numbers in the finals were just ridiculous. So he was getting like 30, like I was like 36, 13 boards, two blocks a game. Just he just dominated, him. yeah. he like, Nobody could stop him. There was like no answer for him. Yeah, he was tossing Robinson and Duncan around like ragdolls. <laughs> uh, Kobe was on the come up as well establishing yeah. himself as like one of the best um perimeter players in the game um and they had a pretty good roster that first roster you know they had um ron harper from mm-hmm. you know from the bulls that went over there brian shaw uh yeah brian shaw they had rick a fox. young Derek fisher <laughs> they had rick fox they had robert horry um what's the four the power forward he was on this uh the magic and the bulls horace grant horace grant yeah was there too? They had John Sally. <laughs> they had a the bunch bench. of guys. John Sally was a very skilled big. Yeah, they had a lot of guys, and after that, they um they had other guys that kind of came in. Um, <laughs> Slava Medvedenko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt he Mark said Slava Medvedenko. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there was Bring a lot of back. scrubs in the two thousands. Yeah, like, there was. <laughs> yeah, he was a scrub, man. He was a scrub. Oh my uh, goodness, dude! I can't oh, uh, Glenn you. Rice was on that team. Remember when? Um, who was the dude? The European dude with the braids of the Lakers, and oh. Phil liked to start him all the time. Oh, I know you're talking about. I just can't remember his name. Uh, it wasn't Slava. It was, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. 
But yeah, there was a lot of like. Yo, it used to make me mad when Phil would start him, but they were still good, like with him on the roster. Um, Yeah, I was like, I remember Mark Madsen. I think that was his name. Um, There was a lot of scrubs. There was a dude who was, he was a 3 and D player. Um, His name started with a D. Uh, oh, Tyron Lue was on the team too before he was coaching. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, they made him guard Iverson, and Iverson had that famous um, Devin George. That's who it was. Devin George was a good three point shooter. Yeah, he was. A he good was a three good shooter. three point. That's that's it. Isaiah Ryder was on the team. Yeah. Um, Glenn Rice was Glenn on that Rice, team. Yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn won team. a ring. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. won a ring. Uh, yeah, I, I like Glenn Rice. Yeah, he should have been a star, he a superstar. Should've. Yeah, it's it like Clay before Clay. Would you say that? But Clay has more accurate. Clay's a better defender because uh, he was a he. He could get hot too. He could get hot. Glenn Rice. Oh yeah, he was a better. I think overall player than Clay because uh, he could do more than just shoot. Like he was a great scorer. Um, he won an All Star Game MVP in '97. I, yeah. I think he was better than Clay. Oh, um, uh, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, he could do more. Remember Samaki Walker? Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, Mitch Richmond Rich, uh, was on the Lakers. Yeah, um, he was washed then, though. Yeah, Kareem Rush, Janeiro uh, Pargo, <laughs> Brian Cook. Man, they had some Scott. Lindsey Hunter was on there. I remember that. Lindsey Hunter. I like Lindsey Hunter. Yeah, I, I like Lindsey Hunter, too. Um, you know, that, that, that roster was really just that one, two, one of the most dominant duos in NBA history. Um, you know, that Lakers run, they went up against some tough teams like the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously with with uh Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, that was when they got rid of White Chocolate, Jason Williams and replaced him with Mike Bibby. They had Pedro Storyakovich. I remember Dibak. the dude's name, the European dude, Rob Modovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find him. Rob Modovich. That dude was chips. But hey, he, he, uh, Phil loves him. Phil loved him. I don't know why, but he was a good shooter. He was. He he could shoot. That's typical for European players. They're very skilled. Yeah, they um, learned they learned things that um other Vladimir Varbanovich. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Him. He was kind of like a scub. But that was like Lakers. That Shaq and Kobe Lakers. That was like my B team because like a diehard Knicks fan. But I was like my B team. Yeah, because I really love you. Always Shaq. you always rooted for them. Um, yeah, because my 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 um, Knicks never made it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they had, they went up against some tough scenes in Sacramento. That was a tough battle and some uh, questionable officiating, and they they, they won that series, mm-hmm. won a championship. That Portland Trailblazers team with um, Rasheed and yeah. Pippen, um, that was tough because they were actually up three one on the Lakers too, and the Lakers had to come back and beat them. That even that in, was horrible. Even I, in Game Seven, that they were up by a lot too. They were up I remember by like being a kid 14. watching that. I could like I didn't understand how that happened. Yeah, I was rooting for the Lakers. I was like worried. I I didn't really care for Portland at that time. I liked Rashid. I liked Rashid. I thought Rashid should have been a superstar. He could have, but he just they said he never tried. He was like one of the first like stretch fours in the NBA because he always had the three point shot down. Yeah, I think who didn't who recently was it Andre Iguodala? Yeah, he said he'd be better than. I was like, I don't know about that, (laughs) but but he would have been a star in this in this era for sure. Yeah, he would have been a star. He would have been um, 
kind of what you would want like a Julius yeah. Randle to be, kind of what you would want. Think about all the power forwards now. Kind of what you would want. Paolo Benchero. I mean, I think yeah, he could like, be that. Uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony and, Davis. Yeah. It's kind of what you guys, what everybody yeah. would want. Yeah, you know, it's, it's he, he was great, and that team was also great. Uh, they went up in the finals against first Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the six games against Rick Smith, Reggie Miller. Um, who else was on that 2000 Pacers roster? Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Um, uh, Larry Bird was the coach. Larry Bird was the coach. Jalen Rose. Um, uh, was Mark Jackson the point? Yeah, Mark was that point. Yeah. Um, they had that other guy, too, uh, that they traded for Jermaine O'Neal. Um, Daniels, Dale Davis, Dale Davis, yeah, but they had Antonio another, Davis too. Antonio Davis, yeah. They had a, they were kind of like a carbon copy of the Knicks back then. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, just a hard, tough nose, uh, you know, team. Um, but yeah, that, that was a pretty good series too, because uh, Kobe actually had gotten, he had missed one of the games, if I'm not mistaken, and Glenn Rice had to kind of step in for him, and they won. Um, but yeah, that team had a. Uh, Al Harrington, remember Al yeah, Harrington? Uh, Jonathan Bender, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be KD before KD. Yeah, he was he had all these weird injuries. Yeah, Chris Mullen was on the team, Sam Perkins. Yep. It's actually funny Larry Bird actually admitted he wished he had played Jalen Rose more. He thinks that would have helped them win the series. Um I don't think it would have made a difference cuz they had no answer for Shaq. Um but Deadlift Shrimp played good, but yeah, he did. Um, Austin Crochier, I remember him. Yeah, he was a three point shooter. Yeah, nice stretch four. Um, You know, that was their first opponent. Then they went up against AI and the Sixers. Uh, That was a you know that was a great series. It was short, five games because AI, you know, he was a beast in that series. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't have enough help offensively. They pretty much just surrounded him with a bunch of defensive players. Obviously, like Matumbo. Um, before Matumbo, they had Theo Ratliff. They traded him for Matumbo. You had like Aaron McKee, you had Eric Snow. Um, who was there for? Um, Kevin Ollie. Was it Ollie? No, uh, I don't remember who there for was. It was. It could have been Kevin Ollie or um, the what's his name? Uh, Kevin McKee. No, nah, they had Aaron McKee. Aaron there. McKee, I mean. He was yeah. their wing. Uh, no, no, it was um, Coleman. Derek Coleman was on that roster, too. It was, yeah. Wasn't it George Lynch? or No, it was... Dang, no, I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. I remember. It was... Matt, Ge- Matt Geiger? No, no. He was, was the backup to Matumbo. Yeah, no, it was uh, wasn't Lynn Ty- Tyron Hill. Tyron, Tyron Hill. Hill, yeah, yeah, that, that was there for. He was like he had a mid range, but yeah, uh, more of a defender. Tony Kukoc was on that roster. <laughs> he was washed then, though. Yeah, he was washed. He wasn't the Bulls. Tony Kukoc, uh, Nazir Mohammed was on. I, I didn't even know he was on in the NBA at that time. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Theo Ratliff was on that squad. Raja Bell was on that squad. Yeah, he was a kid though. Yeah, he was really young. We didn't know he he wasn't the defender that he was yet. Nah, not at all. That that roster was just AI and a bunch of defenders. They didn't have no number two option. Yeah. Uh, if he they, if he did, that could have been a different series because. Yeah. Game one AI balled out, but again, there was just no answers for Shaq. Matumbo couldn't do anything with him. Nobody could. 
Um, he dominated, and they had their final run against the the New Jersey Nets with J. Kidd, Kmart, R- R- Richard Jefferson, Keith Van Horn. That um, squad, yeah, that was that a squad. That was a nice, fun roster, but they just had wish no they answers. were a dynasty. Yeah, they had no answers. They got swept up, and then the Spurs kind of end up intertwining, winning another championship after that against the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Um, the Spurs went on to beat the a young LeBron and the Cavs. Um, they swept them. Swept them, and then they had beaten. Um, I feel like I'm missing a championship because they won five. They had beaten the Knicks. They, they beat, beat uh, the Heat. They beat the no, I wasn't Heat the Pistons. They beat oh yeah Miami. Heat. They did beat the Heat. Yeah, with LeBron. That was yeah. later on. But I feel like I'm missing. Oh, they beat the Nets. I forgot too. Yeah, they did. Um, after the Lakers beat them, they had beaten the Nets. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Knicks, the Heat. Um, you know that was over a 16 year span. And then after that, you have the Golden State Warriors, which is the final dynasty in the NBA. Um, yeah, for now. For now, yeah. I mean, their run, the first championship was really lucky. Um, yeah. You know, they had beaten every team that they had faced at it. Their point guard was injured from uh, Lillard, Lillard to, to um, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook to um, Mike Conley, yeah. Kyrie. Um, they were very fortunate that year. And then they came back the next year with a vengeance, wanting to prove people wrong. They went 73 and 9. Um, you know, they were up 3 1 on the Cavs and just just boggled that up and they lost uh so but then they got katie <laughs> and then they ended up winning two more championships and then uh against lebron at lebron's expense and then you know they a few years they were rebuilding because you know um, clay was out curry was out and in this past year they beat the celtics and won their fourth championship yeah and became the final dynasty um they kind of it was actually the dynasty could have never happened if you think about it because of curry's ankles his yeah. career was almost over cuz we were told curry wasn't going to last long for, like for years remember when he first came they're like oh he's going to be one of those guys that comes off the bench and just shoots a couple threes here yeah. and there they were literally making him seem like he was the next jj redick yeah, like just coming off the bench, just shoots threes, and that's all he does. Nah, like a specialist. Nah, he was obviously better than that. The greatest three point shooter ever. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously Curry. I think he's kind of entered the conversation at least being a top fifteen player of all time. Uh, I don't have him as the greatest point guard of all time because I don't look at him as a point guard. I just look at him as really a two, an undersized two. Yeah. Because he doesn't even initiate the offense. Is really Draymond, so he's really a scorer. Um, but one of the greatest guards ever, and just not a point guard. Absolutely. Um, I got Curry twenty. Twenty. Like top twenty. I don't know in which order, but yeah. he's not top five, not top ten. Nah, I got him in the teens, probably for me. Um, he got four chips. He's tied with LeBron in that yeah. aspect. Um. His his career stats, it's kind of surprising. He only really has 20K points right now. 21K, actually, um, which is bad. But maybe he might get up to 30 by the time his career is over. We'll see. Yeah, I think he can. I mean, if he stays healthy and they continue to build, um, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, you know, they're, they're still a dominant team. And 
right now, I mean, they're kind of still the best team in the NBA. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they repeated and he won the, five, the fifth championship this coming year. Yeah. Because I haven't seen any, no, have any teams really done any great moves that are like, have surprised you or like impressed you? Not really. Not really. It's, we're still waiting. We got to wait till trade deadline. We got to like, wait to see what happens with KD, where he goes. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if he goes to the Knicks. I mean, obviously, he goes to the Knicks. They wouldn't be a threat for to a championship as of yet. But KD, if he goes to Phoenix, that could be a huge threat to the to the Warriors. Uh, I know the Warriors are opening to getting um, KD could, back. Yeah, um, that would be bad for KD's career. I think people would look at him in a weird way, like, wow. Yeah. Do you rank Curry ahead of KD, like, all time? Yes. Yeah, I do, too. I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I would, you have to. You have to. I mean, because where, where did KD get his chips? <laughs> yeah, with, with Curry. Yeah. <laughs> with Curry. He left a team that he was about to beat them. Yeah. I, they would have still lost. And I think they would have lost to the Cavs in the finals if OKC made it all the way. Yeah. But you 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 went to a team that literally wiped the floor with you guys. Yeah. And they were up 3-1. Yeah. Um, like, and they could have took the, the 73-9 Warriors out. Yeah. And um, yeah, granted, I blame Westbrook. But come on. Yeah. So you can't. How can you put Curry? Uh, uh, and if yeah. he went back there, he's. It's like he's going for trouble. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And then he's a weird dude. They also have the fact that uh, Draymond wants a max contract, and the the Yikes. Warriors aren't willing to give it to him. So I wonder if he'll leave. Because if he leaves, even though he's stat wise, he's not impressive. But like I said, he orchestrates that offense. Yeah. And if he leaves, that puts a lot of pressure on Curry because a lot of teams would go after Draymond. Yeah, but it would put a lot of pressure on Curry because Curry just really has to worry about scoring. He doesn't really he gets his assists yeah. obviously, but like he doesn't really have to orchestrate the entire offense. If he has that pressure of orchestrating the offense and scoring, it could be a lot more taxing on him. And the person I don't trust on that team for some reason is Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, oh yeah. yeah, he's also due for a re-up. I don't trust him for some reason. Actually, didn't he get his new contract? He's about to. Yeah, he's about to. So I don't trust him. I yeah, trust him. I I don't trust. I don't players. trust Clay either. Yeah, I don't trust players that have a big year during their like contract year. Yeah, like the Randalls or even or RJ Barrett having like like playing the last two or three months really well. I'm like, it's to get the contract. Once they get paid, they just drop. Yeah. Uh, remember J.R. Smith, the, uh, Deontay <laughs> Waiters. Like, I don't trust that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he had been playing well for, you know, a few years. Oh, yeah. Waiters robbed the heat. Robbed the heat. Like, that. That that's always a blueprint for the player being, like, a bust. When you see them just, like, their stats juiced up the year before they get yeah. paid, they're going to fall off a cliff. <laughs> I never trust that. I need to see, like, years of, like, you balling out for I'm ready to pay you. So I don't trust that at all. But, um, yeah. We'll see I, what they do. We'll see what they do. If KD goes to the Warrior, to the Suns with Aiden and Booker and CP3, they're going to be scary. Yeah, yeah. But if they don't have to give up anything and they just... I mean that's if they have to give up stuff, it I I don't think the the Suns are gonna be anything special. Yeah. Well they can't give up Aiden because they just signed they him. They just signed they can't him, trade yeah. him until December fifteenth. 
Um, so he's there. They're not going to trade Booker, and they're not going to trade CP3, so I don't even think they can even get him anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not until at least December. We'll um, see. Somebody's going to pick him up. Or I wouldn't or be surprised. Stay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Kyrie stay because the Lakers don't want to give up a first-round pick for Kyrie. Yeah. They want Kyrie, but they don't want to give up draft picks. KD, it's no team really wants to pay what it's going to cost to get KD. It's not like they don't want him, but like the cost is going to be insane of what you have to give up. I mean, the Celtics are they're trying to get KD. They offered Brown, Brown's piss <laughs> over there. If I was him, I asked for a trade. I mean, it makes you not trust them. Yeah, I mean, his name's always been thrown in trade scenarios, too, like, yeah. since he's been there. So, it just, like, they don't appreciate him. So, I don't Because they him. technically play the same position, even though Brown's a shooting guard. But he could be a wing. Yeah, I mean, I like Jalen Brown. I think I he's too. a stud. At um, times, he looked better than Tatum. Yeah, and he's, Tatum. Tatum, yeah, and he's a great two-way player. Um, you know they're bugging. If they don't appreciate him, I could, I could. If I was him, I'd ask to be traded because I'm not gonna just like help you out, facilitate a, a, a Brooklyn trade for KD. Like if you want, want to trade me, I want to be out. That's what I would do. But I guess if he hasn't asked for a trade as of yet, so we'll see what what happens. But if that happens, Brooklyn got themselves a player. Yeah. For the re- I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually. Sure. Him and um, Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons can get his head right. It's not bad, because I think Ben Simmons will make Brown's life easier. And defensively on the perimeter, they're going to be scary. Like, yeah, against, yeah. On the, like for wing players, like you can shut down. So it would be Simmons, Jalen Brown, Smart. Smart. Oh, oof, defensively. Oh my God. They're gonna they're gonna be a problem. Yeah, like, and then if if Simmons is, let's say Simmons gives you twenty. Let's say he just turns it around and he gives you twenty. Brooklyn's gonna be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be like Katie. They'll literally be like, "Phew." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they can get rid of Kyrie and get some pieces from the Lakers. Like, why maybe, not? Um, like T- oh, Tucker. Tucker, and, yeah. Some guy like that. They'll be right back. I'd go for Kendrick Nunn too. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd be like, "Yo, you got to give us Kendrick Nunn. You, you got now. You got a point guard. Yeah. Give them Kyrie." And I think Seth would go. Have to go. Yeah. They'd probably package Seth. Um. Ben can play center. He could play the full wing. He could play, play whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they could even have a smart at point guard, have Brown at the two, Simmons at the three. Um, and then, you know, you just have to figure out what you're going to do at the four and five because I don't care for Claxton. Like Claxton's horrible. Yeah, Claxton's trash. But, you know, so but they got a nice squad. So, I, you know, I don't know. If I'm the Celtics, if I'm the Nets, I do that trade. I take Brown. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, those are the uh, the dynasties of the NBA. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think we missed somebody. I mean, I think we covered it all. I don't see any other dynasties that we missed. Yeah. I mean, we ain't counting like the 50s and 40s. Cause, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we went Yeah, I guess we could have spoke about George Mikan's Lakers, but nah. Uh, but yeah, as always, catch us on social media at Pick and Pop Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you want to donate to the show, it's Dollar Sign Pick and Pop Show on Cash App. And until next time, guys, peace. peace.